What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle call! Heavy Hames! Monday Night Football! Monday Night! On ESPN! Monday Night Football! Monday Night! On ESPN! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Monday Night. Uh, I'm Guy. That there is John. It's good to have everybody. Was a Sergio Dip? Was that the guy's name? That was the guy from the Broncos Thursday night game. What was his mistake? I was trying to think about that. I was trying to remember that today. What was Sergio Dip? Sergio Dip went viral for something. I can't really remember what. Maybe you remember. But this was John Sutcliffe tonight. John oh, I, John well, Sutcliffe tonight went banana. What was Sergio Dip's thing, John? Do you remember? I don't, but he had I, a fuck up and everyone crushed him for it. Yeah, he just kept saying the same thing over and over again and and afterwards, he was like, I just was so passionate and happy to be here. And everybody's making fun of me. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, a lot of people, as we were awaiting the start of this, John, Sox Nation says, I would trade Jimmy tomorrow. Kid Trickster says, Jimmy G extension coming. Lotus says, could you get a first round for Jimmy G right now? Red Fescue says, let me guess. These two hot takers are going to say Trey would have dropped 50 on the cards. Uh, so a lot going on. A lot to get to. A lot to get to on the show today. But first, let's tell you. We are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Uh, I got a photo today from a guy who was at the checkout at uh, his local grocery store in Long Island. I said, where are you? It was Long Island or Rhode Island or one of those places. And uh, he he was buying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight bottles of Tito's all wearing little cute, cute little Tito's sweaters on the bottles of Tito's. Tito's Handmade Vodka, that guy is going to be the most popular person at Thanksgiving. There's no question about it, John. No question about it. No. I mean, Tito's, take a Tito's with you when you go this weekend, wherever you're going. Actually, it's not even this weekend, right? It's Thursday. Grandma's house, parents' house, brother-in-law's house, you name it. Bring a handle, bring a bottle, and you know what everyone will do? They will smile, they will hug you, they will kiss you, and they will say, here's a piece of turkey. Let's break some bread. 
I think real baller move, John, real alpha move when you go to parties making the drinks. Like, what do you want? You want a Manhattan? And then you secretly look up the recipe in your phone in the pocket while you're taking a, a, a fake pee. And then you come out and you just make Manhattans like you know what's going on. Um, I would say this. The Tito's Spice Cider Mule might be a good move this weekend, this week. And it's an easy thing to make. Some Tito's, some warm spiced apple cider. You say, hey, do you, all I need is a little pot to warm up this spiced apple cider and some ginger beer. What a great Thanksgiving drink that, or whatever else you want, you know, what, well, what you, you know, what's about? funny is as I went on with Gottlieb today and he's like, uh, do you usually cook the Turkey? I'm like, Doug, fuck. No, I, I make cocktails and I watch football. My, my mom, my brother, uh, when my dad was there, other people that, that is not my role in the operation. Yeah. And everybody understands your role is to sit there and drink the Tito's. I, I will cut the turkey. Know your you, job. You do your job. You don't want me cutting or cooking the turkey. No. Let somebody else have the joy of making the turkey. Tito'sVodka.com. You want to check out some recipes distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely, 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. One other thing to tell you about before we get to football, John, is, of course, DraftKings. DraftKings right now. Sign up at DraftKings with the DraftKings Sportsbook. The official and official and official. Sports betting partner of the NFL. This is the place to be betting on the NFL this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code HAM. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code HAM only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10-leg required for 100% boost. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You got the Bills, Lions, you got the Giants, Cowboys, and you got the Patriots, Vikings. John, if I was at elevation, I would need a gas mask right now, a little oxygen. That, that was a good read. Sneaky, I mean, that, that's not a terrible Thanksgiving day. We've had some bad ones on paper. No. That's, that's pretty watchable, I would say, all three games. Dan Campbell and the and the Bills. I mean, Bills. the Bills end up going home. Now they're coming back to Detroit, so wild cr- travel day for them. Giants, Cowboys, this could be the Giants' last gap. The Bills but- did go home? Uh, I, well, I, I, yesterday I was watching something. Somebody said they were thinking about going home, but I don't know if they ended up doing it because of the you know weather. So maybe they stayed. Yeah. Well, did you see all the videos? I'm sure on like uh, Saturday morning, their neighbors had to dig. You know, because it's a small community, dig like the offensive linemen who just are the guy's neighbor. Help them dig out. Ryan Wendell, who is a Fresno State former offensive lineman, who's now the assistant O line coach with the big shaggy beard next to. Uh, he was next to Dayball forever, and now he's next to Dorsey. Uh huh. Meredith, his wife, who's mm-hmm. also a Fresno State girl, mm-hmm. Instagrammed a picture of him walking to work because the roads were so, you know, he couldn't drive. So he walked, <laughs> you know, it, it, walking to work Saturday to like, obviously they weren't doing it just to meet yeah. the plane or whatever. Couldn't have been far. It's not like he was going 17 miles. Thank but, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and then Patriots Vikings in the evening. Josh says, worst decision hiring McDaniels or extending Kingsbury 
I'm going to go with extending Kingsbury, John. That's a good question. I'd agree. Just because I, the Josh McDaniels thing, you know, I, I guess it still could work. The Kingsbury thing is we have we have our conclusion here. And also with came with Cliff was extending the little guy who's injured. Right. Who did not play today. Who's been, injured, who's been injured now three years in a row, right? He got banged up his rookie year. I guess he's fourth year. He got banged up early in his career. He definitely got banged up last year because he missed games, and now he's banged up again. Like, he's missing games consistently now, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> and that's a guy, I mean, for a 49ers, like, he's good or not. Like, he's in your division, and he's not going away for a while. He's under contract, <laughs> you know? And, and they've played – now, think about this guy – Two years in a row, they've missed Kyler Murray because he's been hurt. Yeah, it's true. Last year, Colt beat them. This year, they kicked the shit out of the Arizona Cardinals, John, uh, on Monday Night Football. 38-10. to 10. Um, It came down to McSorley and Purdy in the end. It was, um, it was a butt whooping. It was a butt whooping. This is what we talked about they had to do. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me that McSorley and Purdy would have been in the game before kickoff, you said that, hey, at one point in time, it's going to be McSorley Purdy. I would say we got a problem. <laughs> Obviously, the 49ers, or I guess both teams, are one snap away at any moment when Colt's starting for those two guys playing. But I would not have expected a blowout win. As we've talked about, like the Niners don't. All anyone's been asking for is a nice Cowboy game, you know, a nice 40 to 3. And honestly, 43 for the Niners would be 25 to 10, right? Just, just a little breathing room. No, we weren't looking for 38 to 10. But if you told me Brock Purdy was playing in the game, I would have told you, holy shit, guy, is this season over? Because did Jimmy break his leg? Did he get a concussion? Right. Like, right. what the hell happened? Yeah. The, the, the Brock Purdy, my office is across the street from where I'm staying. And when I looked up and I saw Buck Mason get a handoff and then I saw Brock Purdy in a quarterback, I say Kyle called off the dogs with seven minutes left in the game. It's 38 to 10, but still, like, I, this is really what we're witnessing. Kyle Shanahan putting in the backups. How often everyone listening to this and you and I watch a ton of NFL football, you just don't see that very often in games, right? Well, even Aikman said it tonight. He's like, you know, you usually can't get, I think when, uh, was it Greenlaw that, Hurt his wrist? Yeah, the punch. He's Who, like, okay. I would say at first was like broken wrist. It might have just been a freak. You know, it scared him. Yeah. I'm hoping. Because it looked like he kind of he shook it off and ran off. It right? did. I, somebody, yeah, I haven't heard what Kyle said. Scary when he went down, not going to lie, it felt broken wrist. And then you saw the replay, and you're like, yeah, that looked like a pretty violent punch. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. As someone who was at elevation the other day, albeit it was six degrees, both my wrists locked up on me that night. So maybe something related. Uh, I was not exerting quite as much, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, injuries. Oh, but Aikman made the point that, you know, you just don't have a lot of play. As you've said many times when people say on Twitter, like, where are the backups? There's not, there's 46 guys available. There are 11 on one side and 11 on the other side. That's 22 plus some backups. You don't really have that many extra guys. Yeah. I, I would just say to pull your quarterback in an NFL game with, beside like the last series with under a minute to go is, is sure. pretty rare. And that no. was something that Kyle Shanahan does not. I mean, they're never in that position. Right? Well, I, I texted you when was it the second? I don't know. I can't keep track of all the times Colt McCoy got hit in the second half, but he got hit and again was slow getting up. And it, 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 to me, that felt like it was over at that point in time. It was McSorley time. I think Colt got one more drive and then McSorley came in, but was that Bosa? They got him. 
Yeah, it was Bosa that got him. It was after Bosa had the late hit. Um, but uh, well, I guess it wasn't Bosa that got him because Bosa had gotten him earlier in the game. Maybe it was maybe it was Fred Warner. Maybe it was Fred Warner that got him. But uh, I know they got smoked. I, I have a lot of respect for a backup quarterback named Colt McCoy. I think he's a pretty good backup, don't you? I agree. I'm a big Colt McCoy fan. Uh, you know, I've. I've heard great things about him just as a guy. I watch Hard Knocks. He's impressive. Clearly, they like him. They believe in him. You know, what's funny, I'd look back. Before he lit up the Niners last year, three or four weeks prior, he lit up the Seahawks. Like, his high end, even though he went, like, a five-year stretch barely playing any football, he's had a few, like, twice a year, he's just had, like, 282 yards passing or something, two touchdowns, no picks. So that's Do you think most people watching this, I mean, obviously, they might have heard it tonight on the broadcast. You probably did. Remember Colt McCoy is a 49er because I honestly did not. <laughs> Even I when you not. heard it, you'd forgotten? <laughs> I I just, I don't know if I just erased it from my memory. Did you know if I said, has Colt McCoy ever been a 49er before this game? Would you have said yes? I would have said yes. But if you had said name the teams that Colt played for, I would have forgotten the 49ers. Does that make sense? You honestly remember going to like a practice? I, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I just remember having looked for Colt McCoy photos for a thumbnail for a YouTube video, having seen a photo of Colt as a Niner, like but, looking for Colt against the Niners and then a Colt 49er photo came. But out. when you say it out loud, you go, well, they traded Alex to the Chiefs. So Colin becomes the backup. And if you would ask, well, who was their backup quarterback the following year, right? In 2013. I, I don't, I, I would not. Maybe have I said Gabbert. I, I, I would not have said Colt McCoy. Like I said, the only reason I remember it is because I was looking for a Colt McCoy against the Niners photo and saw a photo of Colt McCoy. Sneaky, good evaluation by Harbaugh. Like that's a pretty solid backup quarterback. Should have kept a him. Ago. <laughs> Should have kept him. Should have made him the Chase Daniel of the 49ers. Do you think they were playing some games? Uh, Kime. I think it's mainly Kime with the media with Hopkins. Like he's out. He's out. He's out. And then today he's like, well, he might play. Well, he's in. It's like, are, are we really doing that? Because I would imagine, and maybe Kyle talked about it after the game, the 49ers just practice all week like the guy was going to play. Because I think it kind of happened like that last week. I, yeah. I I would say I got duped a little bit because I just, at this point in time, I just believe what Rap Sheet and Schefter say. It's like, oh, he's out. He's questionable. He's probably not going to play. And then today he's like, well, actually he's in. <laughs> and it's just a classic, like, and I don't blame him. I mean, clearly that's their best player, right? Yeah. Do you agree? Like that's yes. their yes. Him and Buddha. Yes. He's a great, he is a, it's why a lot of people gave Bill a lot of shit. Cause Bill's big deal was like clowny. We got it. Like, listen, you think he's kind of a shithead. He's not as good as the hype, but like Hopkins doesn't want to practice on Wednesday. Well, I don't give a shit. He gets you 10 and one twenty and a touchdown every single Sunday. Like I can like clowny doesn't get you a sack every Sunday. So I get why you not don't like him. But to me, Hopkins, if you watch his whole career, it feels like he brings it on game days, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it feel, to me, it feels very – it's Devontae, you know? Doesn't probably get as much love anymore as, as Devontae does now, right? Hopkins used to get more love back when him and the Texans were scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, I feel but, like I, – I, I feel he's Devontae mixed in with a little Keenan because Keenan's so slow. Now Hopkins is faster than the version of Keenan that we saw last night. But it just doesn't matter. Like they're just covered, but they're not covered at all. Now, I would say he's kind of sneaky. He did it a couple times a night, throw you off him. <laughs> right. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, you, you, I think wide receiver coaches would be like, that's high level wide receiver play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's but another thought on the game before we get to some specifics. And I mean this, like if I were the Cardinals, I would think it's BS. Not that I have to go play in Mexico City. Everybody's playing. Tom Brady goes to Germany or whatever. So people get sent places. But specifically to play the 49ers in Mexico City, okay, fine. That makes sense. We're making money. Let's capitalize. But for me to give up a home game, to go play a team that you know has a massive Mexico fan base, 82% of the fans were 49ers fans, okay? Haberman and Milkoff and Espanol coming soon. Actually, John, you can just click the little uh, button at the bottom and get your get your uh, Espanol uh, uh, transcriptions, closed captioning. I, I I mean, I'm a big believer. We haven't seriously talked about this. Go separate channel, Spanish only. Se- separate channel, Spanish ham. But uh, I think it's BS if you're the Cardinals that you give up a home game to play the 49ers in a place where everybody knows they have a humongous fan base. It's You know what it's like? It's like the college football games that are neutral sites, like this year when Georgia and Oregon played a neutral site game in Atlanta. Be like, okay, we'll play the game, but let's not act like – but unlike – this is – but it's not a neutral site. And this is – this being a, a home game for the Cardinals is they – got, they got hosed. They get hosed. They got hosed. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, tonight, even with Hopkins playing, this is what – now, I 38 to – was the final score 38 to 10? Yeah, correct. Like, like listen, I would – that's a lot. I, I wouldn't ask for that much. But tonight, you win by double digits. Like a Niner blowout to most of us, 10 points. You win that game 30 to 20, that's that's what you're supposed to do. 38 to 10, I not a soul was asking for that. <laughs> Ideally, might have they dreamed of it, but they never would have expected it. And then when you're witnessing, you're you're like, is this really happening? But it should happen, right? Because happen. B- beside Hopkins, Buda Baker, Simmons, who's clearly kind of banged up. JJ, a lot of respect for the guy, but he's fucking old now. He's not the same ass kicker that he once was with the Houston Texans. Like the talent differential on that field was pr- the gap was pretty wide, and it showed as the game went on. Yeah, I mean, Ayuk's an ass kicker, Debo's an ass kicker, Kittle's an ass kicker, Trent Williams an ass kicker, Juice's an ass kicker. Both the wards, obviously Fred Bosa. Like it's Niners are pretty stacked, and if, J- if we'll get into Jimmy, I'm sure later, if he's going to play like that, I mean, holy shit, the Niners are just a – this is a potent team in the NFC, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I was from a, just a pure entertainment standpoint. In hindsight, I was happy that Hopkins played tonight. If it weren't for Hopkins, the game wouldn't have been as close as it was when it was close. What do you think of Lou Dort? Uh, 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 Greg Dortch? <laughs> Lou Dort could pull. Greg Dorch actually ended up with nine for 103 to Hopkins, nine for 91. Some future version of us is going to check that box score and not really remember what happened in the game. Be like, what's his first, what's his first name? Dorch and Hopkins went for 18 and 194 combined. What's Dorch's first name? Greg, Greg Dorch. Be honest. Have you ever heard of the guy before? Never heard of Greg Dorch. It was one of those where Greg Dorch starts making plays. I'm like, what is going on right now? Because Rondale Moore goes out hurt, right? Rondale gets hurt after like four plays. Yeah. Dorch, out. Dorch is a similar size, way slower version. As a buddy in the league texts me, he ran a 4.52 at 5.7. Like not the easiest way to get drafted. Why he's an undrafted free agent that bounced around. And then I had another buddy's like, not going to lie, always liked him. He might be a top five player on this team right now. <laughs> like, And honestly, it, he was kind of kidding, but... He was also probably at his house watching the game. Like he got dude looked good, didn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, you you said he played for Wake Forest last year or a few. No, years? no, he's been out 2019. Oh, okay. So he's he hasn't been on like their would you say their dominant teams the last couple of years or their Somebody's better teams. On the, on the chat said Greg Dorch went off the first couple of weeks. Missed that. Yeah. Well, they got blown out the first week against the hey. Then they by lost the way, the Raiders. I mean, are we sure? <laughs> by the way, John. Speaking of, you forgot Colt McCoy's a Niner. I swear to God, I forgot AJ Green was on the Cardinals until he made a catch today. I didn't just because of hard knocks. He, on the first episode, he was cold. Remember when it was raining? No, I did not even recognize him. On yeah, he, scre- he screamed. It was freezing. Then JJ said it's sixty-five degrees, and then he's like, basically, don't be a pussy. And he's like, this is Cincinnati. I, I'm used to this in Cincinnati, but I'm not used to it anymore. I just remember that little interaction. Did not realize what was happening. And then that scene. I remember when cool. he's like, if we win the next three games, we'll be in first place. Well, they lost yeah. two out of three. That's right. So they are not. But. The 49ers are, which we can talk about. <laughs> I, I, well, I All right, let me ask you this, and then we can we can determine what we talk about here by this. What do you think the story of the night is? Like right now, Niner fans texting each other, talking about the game itself. What do you think most people are talking about? Like a big picture, are we good again? Yeah. Like is is our team, you know, six and four, they would have – I don't think they were six and four last year. Uh, just like the eye test. I mean, is this, this team legit? Quarterback look good. They just look like a high level operation, I would say. Yeah. And they're and they're in first place to match it, right? Like they're in first place now. And we talked about this the other day. The 49ers are now four and zero in the NFC West. Which this is not the NFC West that we thought the NFC West was going to be when the 2021 season started. Remember? When it was like, could all four teams make the playoffs? So you're saying you're saying the Niners have had a roller coaster first 10 games. Seattle's had a pretty incredible first 10 games and they're tied. And then actually they're not because the night, like you said, the Niners beat them. So they're in first place. Yeah, that's a great, you know what it's like? It's like when two teams are playing and one team's played really poorly and, uh, and they're only down by like three at halftime. And, and the analyst goes, you know what? If I was the fight in Habermans, I'd feel pretty good right now. I've played this bad and I'm only down three at the half. Happens a lot like the NCAA tournament in college sports, right? That's right. Except they're not down three at the half. They're up three at the half. So just flip the analogy, but that's what it feels like right now. You're right. On paper, if 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 you just woken up, hadn't watched an NFL game this year, you'd go, the Seattle thing at six and four would blow your mind. But when you looked at the standings, the Niners at six and four, four and zero in the division, you wouldn't quite realize anything had been as wild as it had been. They are by far and away in point differential the leaders in the in the division too. The Niners are now plus sixty three in point differential. The Seahawks are plus sixteen. Well, I don't well, think it, the Seahawks are sustainable. Wasn't Geno 17 and four? Is that the number? Jimmy's 15 and four. Well, Jimmy threw four touchdowns today, so he's 15 and four now. He was 11 and four coming in the game, so now 15 and four. Okay. And I would say the last couple of games, he's been playing pretty high level football. Like he made a couple of plays a day. I would say that play to Kittle. I, I'm pretty sure you text me, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> right? <laughs> Not the George, like. Clearly, the wide receivers and the tight ends know the rules, right? Like, when he scrambles, you go. Like, they have the coaching points, and they know the angles and the where to go. I would say, historically, Jimmy, that has not been his bread and butter, right? On the move, left, right, wherever. I'm sure you saw the picture of the – not the picture. Shit, you might have been – I guess you were working Saturday, but did you watch the Caleb Williams throw? I watched the left. Yeah. yeah, when he rolled yeah. to his left and he made that throw, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm not saying Jimmy's doing that, 
But when Jimmy's rolling now, I'm a little more confident after the last probably month than I've ever been watching him play in his career. When the rain was pouring early in the game, I thought that maybe we're in for some trouble. But uh, we're not in for any trouble. He played really well. He played fantastic. In fact, the part part of the thing that blew my mind was he. So we finished the game twenty to twenty nine, two hundred twenty eight yards, four touchdowns, no picks. To even throw an interceptable, the one pass I, did did Ayuk slip? Ayuk on like the comeback. Yeah. So and it hit the dude in the head, the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Wilson, don't call me Adrian Wilson. Um, yeah. So I, I I would say he was pretty flawless. Like that's about as good of just a start to finish Jimmy Garoppolo. I test game before not even the box score. I test game he's had in years. <laughs> I mean, that was that was pretty good. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but at halftime, the Niners at, at the half, Jimmy was 14 to 21 for 153. The Niners at halftime had thrown the ball 21 times and only ran the ball seven times. I mean, they were they like the game plan was we're going to rely on Jimmy's arm. Maybe they felt they had some advantages. They were spreading around. We'll talk about the other elements of it. But Well, I mean, they got a safety with a bum ankle, who's probably their best defensive player. I would say their corners aren't elite. Uh, their pass rush, Chandler Jones is gone. J.J.'s old. Probably not a huge threat to the 49ers, right? It's not like they're rolling in Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa. So, and, and maybe Kyle would tell you, you remember Middlecuff? You wanted me to spread you out. The reason we don't do that is because we're going against the Chargers and they have a terrible run defense. I had an offensive coordinator that uh, I talked to probably within the last month over some cocktails on a Friday night. And he told me that the majority of offensive coordinators, whether you're good or bad, like most guys have the right idea, right? They go into a game. And if you have a poor run defense, they're going to try to run the ball. If you have a poor pass defense, they're going to try to pass the ball. Football's not that complicated. Like most guys aren't as big of idiots as all of us think on the outside. Now, for whatever reason that day, right, if you have a bad pass defense, and let's say my quarterback plays poorly, my wide receivers have mailed in that week, just we're not on the same page and it looks shitty. Of course, the coaching staff has done the breakdowns, has the stats that know your corners are terrible and your safeties are bad. It just might not work, right? But like most coaches have a decent idea. It's just once the game's going, can you adjust off the plan that you came with what your players are bringing to the table? Like that's just some some coaches are stubborn with that. Some coaches feel like the game plan will play itself out over the over the game. Yeah. And the reality is, is anyone, any fan, the game is – there's a finite like it it can it goes quick. Right. So if your game plan's shitty, you can waste a quarter and a half fast. So by the time you adjust, if you're down 17 to 3, you might be fucked. But like tonight, I would say clearly from the start, passing was a huge part of the game plan, which honestly gave me some life of like just that Kyle <laughs> is not gonna throw that in the trash 24-7, 365. Like he wasn't just gonna hammer, 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 hammer. I, I thought this was his least like. I'm gonna try to hammer it into you of the season. It felt like yeah. He, Isn't it he, you? He, no, yeah, he was saying, I know what your biggest weakness is, and it's the it's gonna be the pass game, so we're gonna throw the football against you. Right. Not we not necessarily we do what we do first and foremost. Who cares what your strength or weakness is? And, and I think this is where I, I was on a couple text chains with people that we've been talking about this now for weeks. Okay, we can take 
advantage of Arizona because their pass defense or or whatever. Their their weakness is just that's going to be a weakness against any team. It was pretty clear tonight that like Brandon Ayuk's stud. We know Debo's a star. George Kittle's a stud. Jennings can play, and fucking McCaffrey on every game can get five to nine catches. So it's like, what team has more firepower? Like, thank God the NFL is lucky that Patrick Mahomes isn't the quarterback here because they would win every game. They they would score, they'd score 38 points with their eyes closed. So the one thing I would say to Kyle, like, I understand your reservations and your trepidation over the years with Jimmy Garoppolo. There ain't a soul that's watched this team that would necessarily disagree at moments. But, like, if he's going to play confidently, you got too many weapons. I would say two in the peak of their powers, 11 and 19. And, twenty. I mean, 23 is 26 years old. Jesus Christ, does that guy look good? Just throw the ball around. The running game is always going to be there. You got Juice. You got Kittle. You got 71. The Burford, who rotates a guard. I've never seen that in my life, but it clearly kind of works. Brendel had a pretty unreal block, I think, on Debo's touchdown. It yeah. was it was cool. Aaron Banks is the most guy went from everyone being like it's a, the biggest bust we've ever seen because he didn't play to like no one's ever talked about him because he just makes blocks. It's all working out. But God, I I would throw the ball a little more moving forward, guy. I, I think that is a 49er advantage unless like who's the greatest pass defense we've ever seen? I don't know. You know, it's probably in the last I, probably the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, right, seven eight years ago. Those teams don't exist. Like you have 11 and 19. And the other thing is you don't need to throw like go routes to get on the ball. Like what does Debo do? He runs slants. He runs that in. What does Ayuk do? Like stuff over the middle. Like it's China routes, baby. Or what I would say it's about. relatively easy to get on the ball. How you don't. Well, I don't want to. Well, I'll get to Ayuk in a second. I'll stick with your point on Jimmy. You know, here's the thing. And tonight's a good example. Quote unquote, throwing the ball around for the 49ers. What you're describing if I didn't know anything, I'd say like, God, John must be describing a game where he watched somebody throw the ball 45 times for 340 yards. No, you just watch 29 pass attempts for 228 yards. It just felt really different. Now, again, part of it was 21 of those attempts were in the first half. So that's where a lot of it was, right? Um, But it wasn't anything all that crazy. It was just more. He get crazy. Now, they did take a couple shots to, to Debo because it was forward. Or was it a pitch? Was that a run? Uh, that was a pass. <laughs> yeah, that was a pass. In fairness, Patrick Mahomes got credit for Tyreek Hill plays. Yeah, it's, right? I think they should change that. That was the old. Uh, I think Rich Rod. Wasn't it a pitch behind him, Virginia? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at the box score. Debo did not have a rushing touchdown. Was it behind him? Maybe it was in front of him. That's. People on the stream are saying it was definitely a run. I thought it was a run too, but so maybe he has, they'll change it. Well, he has four touchdown passes. I saw it too, so maybe it'll get changed. Uh, everybody says it's a run. All right, um, but really, the only thing they did out of character today was they took a couple of deep shots to Juwan Jennings. Right? If you said like, what was different about the pass game today? They took some deep shots to Jennings, and and I thought, you know, Jimmy, the one to Jennings and the pylon where Jennings didn't really have separation and the ball wasn't catchable by either guy. Not kind of the slant and go. Where Not, kind of no, like yeah, the one to the down the sideline. I thought it was a pretty good throw. And you just kind of like, hey, I think Jennings won't have separation, but it won't matter because he'll win a jump ball. 
I think was kind of the thinking. And I actually want to, if you had described it to me, like we're going to throw a deep ball to Jennings um, on paper, I wouldn't have liked it, but when I watched it play out, maybe it's because I just, you know, where you're watching Hopkins, just not separate, but make plays down the field. Um, actually, I thought it was fine. I, I liked it. The ball that we were talking about that he threw where Ayuk slipped was a rope. Like that ball was a rope. It, I thought Jimmy's arm looked, Honestly, I kind of felt like it looked as good as it's looked today. Well, I wonder, I would guess on the slant and go to Jennings was like a specific, when we get this corner on this guy, he's going to bite because he probably, I'm sure that was a game plan play. Jimmy just felt like, Jimmy felt like a real quarterback tonight. If that's the quarterback you're going to get, I take you pretty seriously. Now, I I, I've, I always take the 49ers seriously because they've proven it, even when Jimmy has been a roller coaster ride, but you get that Jimmy. Now, again, like you're playing the Cardinals, but it was on the road in Mexico. Like they did got dudes on defense flying around. Like it's, they hit you, right? Yeah. They, it's not like they're, they're a Buddha hit team, you. but on it, but Isaiah Simmons will hit you. Colin, like they got some guys that will fly around and hit you. So it's, they, they don't really gave a pass rush, but, but Jimmy's confidence. I, I just thought Jimmy stats, little inflated. I, the IU touchdown was really good. Both IU touchdowns were good. Yeah, you know, let me just make a quick correct because I dumb. Debo I'm misreading. Did, Debo was running. Yeah, Debo did get a running touchdown for that. So two to Kittle, Kittle had the two, Kittle had two, two, Kittle two, to yeah. IU. Yeah, thank you. If you just get good Jimmy, you got a chance to beat anyone. If your if your defense is going to play well, I would say that. And their defense, one thing I do think we have to acknowledge is like why they're going to need Jimmy to play well is because you know. They have a really good NFL defense. They have a playoff defense, but they don't have some like 2001 Ravens defense, some 85, like any given game, like the, t- the other team can score seven points total, right? Because they're it's a passing league and their best corner. I like the guy, but I would not car- call Charvarius Ward some lockdown corner. Like they are, they're going to need to score to win probably 20 plus points. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's not like you got to score 35 points to win a game, but their defense on any given game can give up 15 to low twenties, right? Yeah. They're good. And they're solid. Every, the overwhelming majority of teams beside the Broncos, you see the Broncos number one scoring defense, only team in like league history through this point in time in the season to be number one league scoring defense and uh, worst scoring offense. So like the best scoring defense and the worst scoring offense. Like it's statistically like how does, you know, like how does the coach get no credit for that? Well, <laughs> well, the UC Davis. I was thinking today actually at the gym. I'm like, I wonder if this UC Davis defensive coordinator gets zero. Like, I wonder if like if you're Sean Payton or who I don't know if Sean Payton, you know, whoever yeah, yeah. takes like the job. Yeah, like, this guy's fucking good. Why would you even mess with? Why him, would you right? not? Yeah, the boys are flying around. And listen, same thing with the 49ers. Like if if you inherited this night or do they make him the head coach? Nico. Honestly, why not? Well, it might diminish. We saw that with Dennis Allen, right? That's true. That's true. So the Niners' defense is fine, but I, I do think we all have come to grips with, given some of their injuries, like their corners. I like Charvarius, but he's not. I think sometimes when you get a new signing and he's so much better than you have, I think it's fair to say, like this guy's not Revis or Sherman in his prime. He's a good player. Yeah. To me, his best attribute he's is not, like, he's clearly not 100% either. No, but you're just, he's, you're not going to fly by him and he's going to tackle you. Like, I, I respect any corner that will tackle. So, okay, Hopkins gets some catches. 
seven for 77 when no one else is really doing anything is not killing you, right? It's the seven for 180. Honestly, beside the one crazy Dortch play, they didn't have those like 30, 40 yard explosive plays on them. No, I mean, they have generally looked, he has shored up, he has done for them what they needed him to do for them. Mooney Ward, he's done for them what they needed. Right. For sure. They look much better. And it's without Emmanuel Mosley. Well, don't you think tonight? I, I mean, I would have to watch the film, but part of the reason why he was always tackling Hopkins, it felt like he was chasing him around. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, because wasn't the stat like he lines up, that's where he lines up, and Hopkins lines up 90% of the time to the left, so they just ended up on each other a lot? Oh, you're just saying they randomly, it, just the way it played out, they just line up on each other. It's not like he Yeah, I don't think he was, him. again, I have to watch the tape, I don't think he was following him. Could you can you can live with, you're right, God, those two guys, you just look at the stats, like 9 for 103, 9 for 91, like those two guys like, Came to play. You'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> when did the Niners ever have that, right? It, now, it was some 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 Dorch. Some, uh, some Dorch, Dorch got 47 time. yards on the one, yeah. And some garbage. He had some garbage time production, but, yeah. Uh, he looked good. He looked good. I was just going to look up. Somebody said the Niners are 54, 54 to nothing in the last uh, – have not allowed points in three straight games in the second half. 54 to nothing in the second half in three straight games. Hashtag head coach. Yeah. Which job does he want? Charger job? I don't think if you're the Chargers, you can hire D'Amico Ryan, can you? No, I mean, you try to get Sean Payton. Do I think Air Force Academy was a good move? I thought it was weird, but I mean, hard to argue with it now. You know, the other thing, I thought they, I've not looked at like the PFF blocking numbers. I think part of the reason Jimmy was so good was I thought they blocked really well. Jimmy had a lot of time. It felt like to throw, didn't it? He did a couple of like pumps and like, I'm going to step up and where my boys, where are you? <laughs> yeah. The Iuk, the first Aaron, Iuk Aaron Donald was not chasing him around tonight. No, but, but no, but remember the, yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. I was just going to, but again, like this is where down. when, when you play a fucking like part of the reason the lions in the jungle in Africa, every single meal is not chasing some zebra who is 100%, they have to like chase like seven, the pack of seven. Sometimes they just get a guy that's got a broken leg. And they're like, you see this water buffalo? He can barely yeah. walk. Let's fucking eat this thing. You have to kick the shit out of the bad teams. And part of the reason why a lot of people have been mad at this operation is like, what is going you, How do you get up for the good teams and get down to the bad teams? Like tonight, this team was a wounded animal coming in and the Niners curb stomped them. It, it, honestly, it was refreshing to see. It, it really was. Just beat the shit out of them. And just over the course of the game, like your better players just separated. And yeah. there's nothing they could do. Right. You're nothing up, they could do. And you're beating up the quarterback also makes it feel. I, I think, actually, I, I want to get to this next. I, I think the one guy, if you've watched the Hard Knocks, that rookie that started against Aaron Donald, yeah, the 54. Right, the, the right guard that Kevin Givens smoked. Got him killed. Oh, my God. Well, I guess he didn't smoke. He just passed him off to the center, and the center wasn't there. When I watched that, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to get destroyed come Monday. You know how when you haven't played golf in like three months, you go out and you actually play well the first time? That was yeah. that guy's debut against Aaron Donald. 
Now but, back to earth. But when I saw that guy at dinner going like, guys, I never expected to get called up. Like, I just thought it's I was weird. here. I just wanted to pay like 100. I was cool with like making 150K practice squad. I made <laughs> the league. Like my family was cool with me. My dad was proud. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is, I don't know if this guy's the most confident. And then honestly, I've, I'm not a big Kyler guy, but his comment at the dinner when Kyler looked at him, it's like, bro, it's a screen. You just go out and you go forward. I was like, God, Kyler, if, if Kyler was normally like this, I might kind of like him. Yeah. Kyler's like, I came to the offensive line dinner. I did what everybody told what, what, <laughs> what Fitz told me I should do. And I got this guy I've never heard of just yapping in my ear all night about how he's nervous. Well, the, the, the guy kept not understanding just how to run a screenplay. It's like, bro, you take like two steps back and then you just go forward and you hit anyone in another jersey. It's not that complicated. John, before we go any further... I want to talk oh. about ButcherBox.com slash ham code ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham code ham. ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat and seafood you can trust right now. This Black Friday, our listeners getting one of the best steak deals that ButcherBox has. Get two 10-ounce ribeyes for free. Once? No, not once. Get two 10-ounce ribeyes for free in every box for a whole year when you join, plus an additional 10 bucks off. So sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash ham use the code ham 100 grass-fed beef free range organic chicken pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood this is the ultimate convenience get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping for the continental united states no surprise fees it's incredible value and you got plant options you can curate you can customize they can have uh, curate means they have one ready for you. Customized means you pick whatever you want, and it's all at a great value. Exclusive member deals, so you can save big on your favorite cuts. Right now, butcherbox.com/ham code ham two ten ounce ribeyes faux free in every box for a whole year when you join. That's free ribeyes for a year plus ten dollars off of butcherbox.com/ham code ham. Butcherbox.com/ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon chicken breast or steak tips in every order for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham been telling you about it for years been eating it for years on a regular basis easily find high quality meat and seafood you can trust 100 percent grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken pork raised crate free and wild-caught seafood Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. 
Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Um, I think part of the reason it feels, you know, when you beat a team 38 to 10, that in and of itself is a stress-free game. But I also think part of it is when your best players are giving you star performances, it just feels like everything is working the way it should. And that's what the Diners had, right? George Kittle, four for 84, two touchdowns, two huge plays. And I saw somebody say before the game, like, Kittle's going to want to – Kittle loves Mexico because Mexico loves Kittle. I don't know if you saw this that Schefter tweeted, but um, did you see this? The top-selling jerseys in Mexico. One, Josh Allen. Two, George Kittle. Three, TJ Watt. Four, 
Mac Jones. Feels like I had some lie. Five Nick Bosa. Well, somebody in the replies, some replies were funny. Somebody in the replies said, well, they all bought the Mac Jones jerseys when they thought he was going to be a Niner. Oh, that's a good point. Mac Jones on the list. But uh, <laughs> God, I, you know, every time I want to hate Twitter, I know like the replies are just and it was multiple people just talking about Mac Jones and the replies. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Kittle is, I mean, obviously the, the wrestling element. He yeah. met some like famous wrestler. My girlfriend said tonight when he was going nuts, pre, like he is kind of a showman. And yeah, I said, well, yeah, he, I mean, he thinks he's kind of in the WWE, so, yeah. but, but part of that element is like, isn't he kind of made for Mexico? <laughs> right. I mean, the, he's just, he's like the rock, but he plays in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's kind of, it feels like he's a little bronco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like he's, he's cutting, uh, you know, what are they called when you're like talking shit about someone else? He's just cutting the promos, you know, he's just cutting like the, the all the wrestlers. Did. Yeah. Like he's, he's born for that. But I, what he backs it up and Gronk always did too, is at any single moment, he can have multiple touchdowns and kick the shit out of whoever he's playing a couple times a night. And this is where his value is almost understated. And you and I often talk about Kelsey, like he's just a completely different player. Kelsey's a like shady McCoy. Like he's looking to juke you out. Kittle caught a ball today in the underneath, and he saw, I don't know if it was a linebacker or safety, he didn't fucking hesitate. He, like, accelerated, lowered the shoulder, and said, motherfucker, you're going for a ride, and took him three or four yards forward. And then he his gang came and kind of, like, stopped him. Kittle looks to punish. So, like, him and Kelsey, he doesn't play. Now, now listen, Travis is I, – I, Travis's style is definitely more sustainable when you're avoiding contact. But part of what George brings to the Niners and who they are is that he is a punishing player. Uh, I thought, you know, the play I'm playing, talking about. I do. Yeah. And I thought on the second touchdown, he was looking for contact and nobody on the Cardinals wanted to give it to him. When he caught the ball, you could hear the crowd. And I, it felt to me like, you know when you would play uh, when you play a video game where you can boost and you get faster, you get stronger, whatever the case is. I think of NBA Jam, but that reference might be too old for a lot of our listeners and viewers. Uh, but I think right in everybody's wheelhouse, Mario Mar- Kart Turbo. What, you could hear the crowd getting louder, and it felt like George was like drawing power from the crowd. It was it just sounded and looked really cool because he kept accelerating, looking for looking for contact. Um, then Debo, you get Debo the ball. Now I, you know. I hated the early Debo jet sweep on third down when you've got all these, you know, you can just Kyle Shanahan. This offense is like a gun that shoots out six different arrows all at once. Just, it's hard to talk shit about that play because the yeah. other play that was somewhat similar worked for a touchdown. I know, I know. So I can't talk shit about it, but Debo was really good. Seven, I'm with you. I'm talking seven. shit about it. It was terrible play, but then it, <laughs> but but it worked the other way. Plays. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ayuk. Ayuk does this all the time when you watch the game. You're like, Ayuk is break it out again and you check the box score it's like two catches two touchdowns but to get open on the goal line is very difficult right to be a red zone target when you're not a a, a jumper is very difficult but Ayuk, and I, he can't jump because he has long arms so that's not how he scores in the red zone he gets open and you know if the red zone is a small area he gets open in small areas he did it last week dropped the touchdown he did it twice in this game especially that first route was sick so 
uh, he is a rare red zone target who is not a vertical target in the red zone. I, that's very unique. And then the one-two punch, and it is a one-two punch. Six touchdowns, guy. Are you, are you on the season? I mean, and, 10 and, games, six touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, are, are we talking about a double-digit touchdown guy? Yeah, we are, especially at this rate. And I think when Kittle is catching the football, it really opens a lot of things up. It's just when it's Kittle plus Debo plus Ayuk plus the running backs. And the running backs are, I think, tonight was you really could feel kind of what it is. Is Elijah Mitchell going to be like – he's not going to be a closer because in a close game, McCaffrey's going to play late too. But it's almost like they're t- him and they're like tandem pitchers if pitchers were allowed to come back into games. Here's what happened. Here's what Shanahan did tonight. So Elijah Mitchell had nine carries for 59 yards. That is 6.6 yards per carry. McCaffrey had seven for 39. That's almost six yards a carry. McCaffrey also had seven catches for 67 yards. But the split of when they were used, and you could see it when Mitchell came into the game. So Elijah Mitchell, nine carries. Eight of them were in the second half. So he came in. At 7,000 feet, you know the defense is gassed, and he came in just fresh legs. Well, I think think Troy mentioned that. Like, we haven't really seen him. He wasn't playing. He had one touch in the first half. McCaffrey, and again, this isn't the best example because, you know, you wouldn't play him in the second half that much anyway. He had 14 touches. Ten of his touches were in the first half. So basically, you had kind of a first half back and a second half back, but each one also mixed in in the other half a little. Mitchell less in the first half than McCaffrey did in the second half. But that's... You know, the idea that Niners have a – I How many touches for Debo? Uh, f- uh, seven, three, and uh, seven catches, so ten. Three runs, seven catches, nine targets. So it's a pretty good balance between the three guys that are going to take the most punishment, right, the two running backs and him. Because Debo just never leaves is going to get a lot of hits, like even when he catches yeah, the ball I mean, in the middle. If, if you want to hear the targets, like Mitchell, nine carries, McCaffrey, 14 touches. Kittle six targets, Debo nine targets, Ayuk four targets. Buck I, Mason, Buck Mason ran hard. I I think Andy Reid's a great example of this. Is people say he doesn't run the ball, but he runs so many screens, and in his mind, a screen is our run play. And Bill goes back to Bill Walsh. It's about the touches, not the balance of run pass. So to me, it's just get your best players the ball. And I it felt tonight was like, God, we're not overthinking this. And not that Kyle doesn't because he will run the ball and some of his best players are always his running backs. But it feels like when it's just run, 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 pass, run, run, pass, it just kind of limits yourself. And I, I thought just his balance. And I understand that he's not typically going to throw it just like consistently as much when the game is in the balance. But I do think he had to be tonight thinking for a split second, like, this is an advantage we have, right? How many teams are rolling out like Jalen Ramsey, Richard Sherman, or Darrell Rivas to cover our guys? Like, most teams do not have an Isaiah Simmons to run with George Kittle. Like, most teams, so if you're comfortable enough to do that against Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons, I just don't see, like, next week, Honey Badger, like, he's not the Honey Badger of six, seven years ago. Right, the, the Saints' defense is a shell of itself. Tampa's not quite the same. Miami's defense is terrible. Like one of your advantages is, and when you spread it out, you are running pretty high percentage 
pass plays, right? You were not running like Patrick Mahomes, 360, throw it deep. You're running like slants to McCaffrey. I love those type plays. That's all I'm asking for. Because I saw last time we talked about this last week, I saw a lot of people in the comments go like, middle cop, you think you're smarter than Kyle? No, it's just basic football. I He fundamentally loves to run the ball. And I get it. Like I, I'm not against it. But you saw tonight when you go four or five wide with 11, 19, 23, and 85. Like, who the fuck? Christian McCaffrey, who has literally been around the highest level of football for decades, said like a month ago, I looked around the huddle. I thought I was at a Pro Bowl. So it's like, this isn't, I'm not randomly. I wouldn't say this if these were just average guys. You have huge advantages with these players, their ability to get open. And I would say their comfortability going over the middle. Because I would say Ayuk and Debo are just very, very comfortable going over the middle, which is yeah. pretty rare for a lot of receivers. There were moments, I love Devontae Adams. I think he's a Hall of Fame level player. There were a couple of moments last night, right, when he was just like, in fairness, Justin Simmons will kill you. But it was, you know, Derek kind of laying him out. <laughs> well, the one play late which I thought was definitely a catchable ball that he did not catch. Yeah. In, in our younger years, right, when we were growing up watching sports in the 90s, like it, it wasn't a safe place to go because you would get killed. And the guys today would would say to us, it's still not a safe place to go, right? It's 100%. Unsafe, but. Is it, would the Niners be as confident going over the middle back in like 96 against uh, Elway, or I mean not Elway. Steve but- Atwater? Yeah, Atwater and John Lynch. Because I you just YouTube their highlights, and it's like people were laying on the ground for a while. Steve Atwater was always the guy. I and I don't him. think they were doing taunting plays when you looked over the dead body. No. What was the taunting today? How yeah, he po- he pointed at him like, you can't cover me, you can't cover me. It's like, That's come on, guys. One. I know. I thought it was – he was being truthful. Like, no one can cover him. It does say something that like Buda Baker, who's who is a baller, is is like one of the more dangerous players in the league, right? And he's not that big, but he also got pancaked by Trent Williams. <laughs> yeah, everybody right. gets pancaked by Ronnie Lott. Uh, yeah, in fairness to Ronnie, I mean he was picking the ball off a lot too. You mean Some, sometimes if you just want to get your juices flowing? Just type in like a running lot, John Lynch, Steve Atwater, like highlight tape at YouTube, and you'll be like, "Listen, I'm I'm glad we're at where we're at." Ryan Dawkins, that's a yeah, that's a pretty good one too. Name some more safeties. Uh, I shit. I mean, we just Little had Roy one on, Butler. I'd say Dante Hitner wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, and he was crushing people. Right, Cam Chancellor. It's just. This is why I defend the guys when they toss people out of the game. Like, I don't think people are playing like that really anymore. Even like Hufunga, who is a hitter. I feel he's kind of sawing guys off. Uh, to me, he's more of a tackler than he, he's. I think he's been more of a tackler than a hitter. If he played in 98, do you think he'd play any different? I don't know. I mean, I, you probably to some degree because he, he would. He, yeah. I, because he's an aggressive Probably, player. He does yeah, not hesitate to trigger I, on a ball carrier. I think he'd fit better in some ways in 98, right? He wouldn't even have to think. He'd just go. Now, he might Would he need to be bigger out. if it was 1998? 
Yeah, I mean, most of the, you meet a safety for the play in the '90s. They're usually a lot bigger than guys now. That's part of the deal. Like you, you meet like Lewis Riddick, you, John Lynch. I mean, these guys are six two plus. They're big. Isn't Merton Hanks a big guy? I mean, these guys were big. Tim, I, mean, I remember meeting Tim McDonald when he was at Fresno State. Yes, it's like holy shit, this guy's big. I know. So it's it's just different. It's a little. It was boxier back then. It was less spread out, more in in a box. No different in basketball in the '90s. It was more in the paint. It's just this is always the defense when people go. It's it's just different. It's it's hard to compare. I think guys adapt. I think they would say, "Well, you're just too small to play with us," and then he'd go, "Well, you're not shifty and fast enough to play with us." So you could probably go both ends. Well, actually, I, it's, fun, it's funny that we got into this conversation because I don't think you've heard this yet. Well, before we're getting on. Aikman was on Aikman and Buck were on SVP. Like they go on after the game. And um, I just pulled the audio. I think you shouldn't have any trouble hearing this, but this is what Troy Aikman said about Kyle Shanahan and about the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, if I was in a position to hire a head coach and I could hire anybody I wanted, Kyle Shanahan would be that guy. The way that he's able to utilize his personnel, but they play a style of football that you just don't see around the league. It, it, it's an yeah. old school style, and in a league today where there's so much emphasis on player safety and not much contact, not many padded practices during the week, they play like the game that is the game I used to know it. So uh, not many teams can match that uh, if they're not accustomed to seeing it. I like them a lot. Did he just get like a half chub? talking about like the good old days uh he did get excited to talk about the good old days yes was he also saying like all you idiots that always say that kyle deserves to get fired or isn't good enough i swear to god if anyone's willing to hire me as a gm he'll be my first call <laughs> yeah and, and he also was taking the opportunity i think one of the reasons he likes kyle and you could hear what he said is he thinks that the league is not playing good football right now and he thinks the league is not playing its best football right now because the players, when given the chance to negotiate in the collective bargaining agreement, could not get the monetary wins that they wanted, so instead chose less practice. And you can hear him. He thinks it's hurting the sport. That's what he's saying right there. And he thinks that the Niners are at an advantage because of the way that they play. Like, I think part, I, I, I didn't hear – I was rewinding because I heard him say it. I rewound. I didn't hear exactly what Scott's question was. And I don't know. I'd be curious what you thought about what he just said. But I took what he just said as partly him saying, I think this is one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Which, by the way, I mean, they're first place, first place in the division means at six and four, they're they're the three seed in the NFC right now. One well, since they've been had McCaffrey, they've been pretty good. Uh, I think what he's saying is simply is a lot of the league is soft, and a lot has to do with the the format of how you have to structure the league. And the hitting in the league is dramatically different through the rules slash the practicing. It's just not, you can't be as physical, so you can't develop a physical style. Also, when you add in like a lot of the spread concepts and the passing has softened the league. Like, remember, he played on one of the greatest rushing teams ever. And they, you know, historically, the we talk about like the 27 Yankees, people talk like the Cowboys offensive line. Like, it's just an all-time great offensive line. Shove it down your throat. It was always the knock, like, is Emmett actually better than Barry Sanders, or was he better just because he ran behind that offensive line? Which, like, listen, you, you play with who you play with, but the 49ers and the Cowboys were fucking heavyweight fighters, right? 
that they were locked and loaded with defensive players and offensive players that would hit you in the jaw. So if you were a good player on a good team in the 90s or even the late 80s when Troy got here, all the teams were physical, right? Eagles, Giants, Niners, Commanders, which were the Redskins at the time, obviously Troy's team, you know, when the Favre got to the Packers and they became physical and they signed Reggie White, like Leroy, Leroy Butler, every team was physical. And you would say some of the teams now, like the Chiefs have been really good. I, I wouldn't call them the most physical squad, right? Now, I, they would say like, fuck, we'd take our chances in the 90s against anyone. I'd be like, yeah, I kind of, I would take your chances too. <laughs> you probably could, but you got Mahomes. The, but for the, the most also part. also kind of outsmarted the Niners, right? What do you mean? Oh, in the in the Super Bowl? No, 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 this year. Like, they use their speed against the Niners' aggressiveness. For sure. But when the Niners were equals with them, because you would say at that time, like, with the injuries, they definitely were not equals. In the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs were fucking flying high, Niners kind of hit them in the mouth early. Now, ultimately, their skill, and they, I mean, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance. Because one thing I'd push back with Troy, and I, I, I agree with him on the whole, like, do the Chiefs ever have to be the Niners, or do they just have a top-five quarterback of all time and it won't matter? And they might just be an outlier. But for the most part, most teams do not have Patrick Mahomes. So, like, the Minnesota Vikings. If the Niners get the Minnesota Vikings in the first round, I guess they probably wouldn't because Minnesota's going to win the division. But let's just say the Niners play, I don't know who they'd play, the Cowboys. Dallas. You know, I guess they could play the Giants or Seattle, like, they're going to be a favorite, and they'd be uh, yeah. Right now, be the yeah Giants. Let's just skip to the second round. The Niners are the. Let's just say they win the division. They're the three. They win eleven games. They're eleven and six. Minnesota's twelve or thirteen win team. They're the two. Niners win. Minnesota wins. The Niners play Minnesota at home. Skull. You know what? A lot of football people are going to say, especially I would say in Troy's fucking you know era, Niners are going to hit him in the mouth and break him. I'll I'll take the Niners in this game because I think they're tougher than Cousins and that offensive line and that culture. And that's where I would agree. Now, I would say there are teams like I, – I think Buffalo is pretty physical. I think the Eagles are pretty physical. Like there are teams that – because your physicality comes from your offensive and defensive lines. Now, Kyle's physicality comes from he runs the ball a lot and he's got like a full – he plays with a fullback, which I think – Guys like Troy really appreciate most teams now. Just we've always you and I love use check. Like Kyle's fucking, he's our guy. If Kyle's a free agent, like his options for being a six-time Pro Bowler and clearly an awesome NFL player in the history of the league, like every team would want him. But because of the era he plays in, half the teams don't even have the option of taking him, right? Which isn't the case. Like if he was a defensive tackle, he would be. You know, who knows? He'd make 20 million. My girlfriend's like, how much? Is Wait, 71 is the best player? I'm like, yes, yeah, 71 is the Niners' best player. She's like, how much does he make? I'm like, oh, 20 plus million dollars. But you just, there's certain players like Kyle Juszczyk. Everyone would want Trent Williams. Everyone would want Bosa. I think the league, though, is like, how many teams really use a fullback? Some of Kyle's guys do. But even some of Kyle's guy, like Sean McVay, he actually doesn't really even want to, right? He'd yeah. rather spread it out. Like Kyle, no matter what, I if, if Kyle had Patrick Mahomes, he would still have Kyle Juszczyk, right? Yeah, I. but I do wonder in another era, maybe we'll, if we talk to Juice in the offseason, we'll have to ask him this. Like, would he have been a tight end in 19? Well, he'd, he'd have been more of a hybrid than like low kneel probably. Right. But you watch him tonight, there was a run play. 
his ability, like he is not, he's just so fast and so coordinated in the open field that, and maybe there's a different level. And this is where you can't really compare errors. Like ultimately like he's blocking Buda Baker in the open field. If he's blocking consistently like Bill Romanowski or just different type players, you know, the, the game and who you're playing against has just changed. So it's, you could argue it's not even fair to compare errors, right? Yeah. The game is just yeah. completely different. Um, But I do think to, like, I think. But but Kyle, I guess, ultimately, he is playing a style that was consistently played in the 90s now in 2022. And it's when he's been healthy, it's worked with with not a top 10 quarterback. Right. That's what's impressive. But it's what makes the Niners frustrating at times. Because on paper, to Troy's point, it's exactly what you'd want. A dynamic offense with a physical team is the perfect team, right? Isn't it? A physical, tough-nosed, athletic, fast, hard-hitting defense and a physical run game with a dynamic pass game because you have skill players that are unique is the perfect team. Like on paper or when the Niners are at their best, to me, they look like the perfect team except for not having a an all-pro, like Hall of Fame-level quarterback. But that's what that's what like when when they play as designed, it's exactly what you would design for your team. Yeah, and it's it's what makes you know the way they play against the Falcons frustrating because when you see it in front of you, like on on Monday night against the Cardinals, I think you react like Troy. Like, yes, this is a top five NFL team. This team. All right, who are the? Let's just go through the playoff teams right now: Philly, Minnesota, Tampa, Dallas, the Giants, and Seattle. I mean, okay, Philly. Let's just say Philly's better. They're nine and one. They've earned that. I, I mean, is Minnesota better? Is Tampa better? Is Dallas better? Are the Giants better? Seattle better? AFC, Kansas City, beat them eight and two. Okay, Miami, Kansas City seven, for sure. Yeah. I would say Kansas City and Buffalo are better than the Niners. Sure, they win that Miami, maybe. Well, I'd say I'd say the thing with, with Tampa and Miami, we're going to find out here right around the corner, right? I I just think it's hard to come up with five teams that nobody would argue. I don't think you can come up with five teams that nobody would argue are better than the 49ers. You know, one team that I think is going to, it's going to be really tough. Well, I think Tennessee for sure. Actually, Tennessee's version, who's kind of looking like them right now, and the Niners play them on Christmas Eve is Washington. They're kind of playing, run the ball, they're physical. Well, who's their coach? A guy that played on the 85 fucking Bears. (laughs) You know, know, the knock on Ron, he's like kind of old school, a little archaic. I'm watching their team going. They kind of got old school vibe to them. Good running back. Him and Jack, like they're they're, they're kind of kicking ass and taking some names. They're physical. They got a lot of big players. Their defensive line, Chase Young, I think officially was activated today. Like it's more than likely he's going to play this week. You could argue, like you watch that game will be tougher than one of like the Tampa or Miami games at home. I could see them winning one of those games by double digits, and the Commander game being like a tie game in the fourth quarter. I, I feel like the commander game has tough game written all over. From Saturday. It's going to be a Saturday. Well, right? who are you betting on right now? The giants or commanders moving forward? Commanders for sure. If you right now, if the Niners could like, would you rather play? If I'll give you a, an audible, you can insert the giants in this game. instead of the commanders. Would a, they thousand do that? <laughs> a thousand percent. I was actually looking at the playoff standings going like, yeah, you'd want like, you actually want the giants to make the playoffs because you'd happily play them. 
having physical players, like I don't know why I've de- watched a decent amount of Lions football. One reason the Lions like have something is because their offensive line is good, which yeah. is a physical thing, and they can run the ball. In the last several weeks, when they've won three straight games, their star pass rusher, who is a Bosa like, and I'm not just saying that because he's a white guy, but he's six foot seven, he's really good. Like he wrecks shop. So when you have physical players, like you impact your will. Now the Chiefs historically have kind of not been the most physical team, but they've had the best quarterback in the league, right? So they just overcome you nonstop. But like you watch the Chargers last night, you're like, where is their physical will? They just don't have it, right? They're just they have this quarterback who fucking leads them on a game-winning drive with under two minutes left. You're like, God, what more is this long-haired six-foot-six guy supposed to do? They're just kind of soft. And that's – I do think Troy appreciates when you're an offensive coach, and he's obviously a big North Turner guy, but your defense is really physical. And that's – I give Kyle – like Kyle gets credit for that, right? Because his defense has been physical really for a long time now. Without question. You, you get – in return, what you, you know, what you care about. You also, also who you hire, like he's, you know, Sala and, and John Lynch and John. Yeah. Which think who he is. He, he factors in big. Cause I think I was thinking tonight, like where they get credit and it was clear early on. And you and I have talked to him about this specific player. And we know like they have this affinity, like who Fungo really represents like Kyle, John, like they love that guy last year. Remember they were like, I, you guys don't think we'll start this guy? <laughs> they wanted to start him last year, and this year was easy for him. That's a guy, like, when everyone's, like, blowing Debo and blowing Kittle, and listen, I'm guilty, you know, all the – they love the Hufunga plays. I, I feel like when those two guys, like, tomorrow over coffee, right, like when they cross each other, like, tomorrow, like, 845, and they've been in the office for three hours and, like, pouring a little vanilla cream, and they look at each other like, how about Hufunga on that third down in the third quarter, right? That's what they get off on, which – not every offensive guy does. And listen, Sean McVay, values defense. Mike Shanahan, I was listening to Rosillo's podcast. Uh, he had Damian Woody, who played for the Patriots for a while. And Rosillo asked him, like, what teams did you think were pussies and what teams did you think were tough? And he's like, honestly, the one team in the 2000s that always gave us trouble were the Mike Shanahan Denver Broncos. Mm. I, I do think there's just something to, like, it goes back to like the Walsh teams and the, you know, the 49ers forever have always been known as this offensive operation, but under Bill Walsh, I mean, George Seifert was technically a defensive coach, but he inherited Walsh's squad, Mariucci's teams, and obviously Harbaugh. And now Kyle, like they've always had really good defenses. They have not. I mean, obviously Walsh, I mean, those teams had like some incredible offenses, but the Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan teams, like, have been known for physical running offenses and good defenses, right? You, you'll like this. I, I I haven't told you this yet, but I was when I was doing the Air Force game this week, we talked to the head coach of Air Force, Troy Calhoun. And he was on the Broncos staff with Shanahan. He was on the Texan staff with Kubiak, where Kyle was the receiver coach. And one thing he said was, you know, everyone thinks we run triple option, but we're not really an option team. We run a lot of like Mike Shanahan run game concepts like zone stuff zone stuff he's like we're not really an option team if you really watch what we do 
we, we it, a lot of it comes from Mike Shanahan. And I've, I've, I had a coach early in the year tell, say that their triple option at Air Force is way different than all the everybody else's. Like it's different than Georgia Tech. It's different than the other service academies because it really is kind of dynamic and complicated. They have led the nation in rushing for three straight years. They have been top two in the nation in rushing for 40 straight years. Now, obviously, they haven't been doing Mike Shanahan offenses for 40 straight years. And he's been at the Air Force a long time. 16 years. And the guy he played for, Fisher DeBerry, I think got the job in like 82 or 84. They've only had two coaches forever. He was the quarterback there in the 80s. He was the quarterback there in the 80s. He took over for the guy that he played for. So that guy was there a long time. Um, but think about that. So the place where they have to find other ways to run offense because they're not going to have the most skilled guys, right? At Air Force, you're not going to have red shirts. You're not going to have transfers. All your guys are four-year players because you Congress only plays pays for four years of school. So you don't no have one, any red shirts. No one red shirts? You can't red shirt. You, you get eight semesters of, of tuition. That's it. Then it's time to – I mean, can we put a motion to Congress to give to go these guys an extra year? Holy that's what, shit. That's what Troy Calhoun said. I said, well, have you asked? He's like, you know, the orders come down and we just follow the orders. But clearly he – he made it clear, like, yeah, it'd be great to be able to. Oh, because he's an order guy because he was obviously an Air he's Force. He's like, this is how that. it works. Like, we're the Air Force Academy. We don't get to. F- but he has said it. Like, he thinks they should be allowed to redshirt. But, just, John, the point is, like, here's a team that's built on not one of their players got an offer from Colorado or Colorado State. Not one. And they're leading the nation rushing for the third straight year. And they run the Shanahan stuff. <laughs> Think about that. Like, they look at it and go, well, remember, he's killed. sneaky, like interviewed for some NFL jobs in the past. Yeah, he is. Yes. He but their thing is like, well, we're not that talented. What do we do? Well, let's run the Mike Shanahan run game and we'll lead the nation. How about that? So it, it you know, I, I, I thought that was a pretty interesting kind of insight into what that run game can do for you. If you, if you execute it with, you know, obviously they do other things, but. They dominate the game you were at. Uh, yeah, they. I think they put up 482 yards. They did not complete a pass. They're in the Mountain so, West. Did you hear what I just said? You say that one more time. I think it was 482 yards of offense without a completed pass. <laughs> they did not complete a pass. So they run the night. triple option, huh? They run the triple option. Well, but they have a fullback who's actually more dynamic than all the fullbacks that who's like a real running back. And I think they gave him the ball like 30 times. He just, yeah. yeah I mean, they call the fullback, but he's a running back. Right? Well, Historically, it's been a fullback, like a thick guy who just runs straight, but this guy is actually different than all the other fullbacks they've had. So he's like a, he's like an NFL running back. You think? Well, I wouldn't go. I don't know if he's, an, it's hard for me to know that, but white guy, he, white guy. Yeah. Brad Roberts, go watch the tape and you tell me. I mean, worst case scenario, he's a fucking like Navy SEAL kicking ass, taking names. So we're we're in good shape. Yeah. Anyway, but the uh, I'd want that guy doing barrel rolls over, you know, across the pond. You yeah. Know? You 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 want him. Uh, you want him on your side. Thick neck. Uh, in any event, that's. I just think it's interesting that that's what that program runs. A lot of. Yeah, I would say one point of difference too in this division is like Pete hasn't given up on it. I had someone DM me today. They're like, you know, I'm from Seattle. It's been pretty cool watching this all play out. But I'm like kind of torn. Like, are we going to give Geno Smith $30 million? I think maybe. But I was thinking like, you don't have to give Geno Smith $30 million. Like, who Who's going to give Geno Smith $30 million? Like, I mean, no. 
I, could you get him for like two years, $40 million and guarantee 20? I mean, that's probably the max. But they're the one team, like ultimately you saw with Arizona, they have some physical players, but their style is kind of spread it out and throw it around, right? And their run plays are gun runs. It's a soft running game. Sean McVay got a hard on when he traded for Matt Stafford to just throw it nonstop. Like, that's what he wants to do. Like, I think Shanahan's, they taught him a lot of shit about football, and he clearly is a smart football guy. And I don't blame him. Like, to him, his core, he wants to throw. And, And like Kyle, he was a wide receiver. So for whatever reason, Kyle's a wide receiver, wants to run it. Like maybe Kyle dre- dreamed of run blocking as a wide receiver. Sean McVay dreamed of catching touchdowns, and he wants to throw it. So two of the teams in your division, kind of soft, just in terms of their mentality offensively. Pete's the one g- team that like Pete dreams about running at 45 times yeah, a game. Yeah, right? The Rams haven't run the ball in years. No, <laughs> since Todd Gurley's knee gave out like four years ago. Todd Gurley's been now retired for several years. Pete's the one guy that, like, these fucking idiots thought I wanted to pass it. Like, he'll still th- throw it, but, like, ultimately he wants to he wants to be a physical team. Like, Pete and Kyle, in a weird way, are probably, like, kindred souls, right? Like, they phys- phil- philosophically, they f- look at football the same way. Going back to – I say this all the time. Like, listen, a lot of people I- – I had a guy DM me that said, I'm a diehard USC fan, and – I, I don't necessarily want us to win these next couple games and make it to the playoffs to get embarrassed. I'm like, bro, it's year one. Who gives a shit? Like Lincoln Riley made the playoffs, even if you lose by 20 points. Now, big picture, like the reason USC under Pete was good is because they were really good offensively and defensively. And that will be the question with Lincoln. Like, can he recruit? Ray Maluga, you know, right. Clay uh, Matthews, uh, you know, all the Taylor Mays. Like, they had sweet guys at every level. Pete Carroll's teams were incredible on defense. The year I scouted the West Coast and I went to Chip Kelly, DeForest Buckner, Eric, Eric Armstead, um, they had several other NFL players, guys. On like they were, their defense was NFL. That was I after. Think, Hel- Hel- uh, yeah, never mind. It was after Haloti, but it was like the they ended up. It was the year after I think they had made the national championship, or maybe two years after, and that they were. A lot of people thought they were going to meet up with Nick Saban. They blew a game to Stanford, and they ne- didn't make the national championship game. But like that, it wasn't because of their defense. Like their offense stalled out. You have to have a good defense, and to me, your t- your coach has to fundamentally believe in that right and that's why i think when you look at kirby smart and nick saban especially kirby now that i think he's really kirby smart really values recruiting but he really values defense and like what it means to the operation obviously values offense like scoring points they have sweet tight ends they have sweet running backs they have sweet wide receivers and when you have an offensive coach like like andy is not the perfect guy but pass rusher matters to andy reed Drafting sweet corners matters to Andy Reid. He's like, okay, we'll get rid of Honey Badger. What do we do? We replace him with Eric Reid's brother, who we think is a better player. Like he, Defense to him matters. So I, I need my offensive coach, the defense, to really matter. Honestly, I need special teams to matter a little bit. It's one my one knock on Shanahan. I just don't think he gives a shit. They were better think, today. The punt coverage was better today. Do, do you think that like some of his guys, think about this, LaFleur for years didn't give a shit until Rich kind of fell into his lap. 
Think about Sala. That game, he's just probably thinking, we're going to overtime, come to the sideline, maybe he goes over to Zach. How does no one tell the punter, kick the fucking ball out of bounds? How does no one say that guy? And, and honestly, Sala probably, honestly, think he walks to Zach. Like, it's not, you know that kid that returned it? Did it last year? Very similar situation. Houston versus uh, SMU. Walk-off punt return with like 20 seconds Oh, left. he was think, a rookie? Or he is he's a rookie? He's a rookie from SMU, Sonny Dykes, last year against Houston. Tie game, punt to the house last year, like 20 seconds left. Same fucking situation. So Bill scouts him exactly for that draft. Signs Was he drafted or? Yeah, third-round pick. Well, think about this. If that guy was an offensive or defensive player and had the same moment, Sala, all the coaches would have known about it. The special teams coach probably did, but is anyone really paying attention to him? And this is where the details, if you're going to win a natty, win a fucking playoff games, win the division, shit matters, man. It, it really does. And Sala is a good example. Like, let's face it, his mentor and somewhat is Kyle, and Kyle's not super locked in. Like, that's, I, I still don't feel great about that. The special teams for the 49ers. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you tell me they first round game, they lose to the Cowboys, how do they lose? I'd be like, well, I could see Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a couple picks or maybe they fumble a couple punt returns. The irony is that they spent a lot of They drafted their punter high. They spent money on him to resign him. They spent money on their kicker. They Kick, uh, kicker. I don't worry about as much. No, I know. I know. They got Ray Ray to return this year. The coverage is more the issue, but I guess. The return game was also, you know, a mess two years ago or last year. So, um, don't love. I did. You, you have to resign the punter. I mean, I don't hate him, but no, I yeah, I <laughs> didn't feel like we got Ray Guy on the squad. The problem <laughs> is you got Robbie kicking off, which they didn't. You don't really want, I guess, because he's older. Ideally, your younger guy probably would kick off a lot and just kick it out of the end zone, but. Can't do that. Was Robbie Gold going to retire after this season? I don't know. Why would he? Why would you ever retire at that position? Wouldn't the Niners give him another three million bucks to be the kid? Yeah. Why, why would you ever stop at this rate? You can go forever, which most people at that position can't. I mean, in this sport, can't. So, um, yeah. It's just. Monday Night Football, 3810. Uh, I wrote down a few other things. Cliff is done. I don't, we don't really need to get into that. Is he, though? Like, do you, do you expect him to be fired at the end of the year? I don't know. I mean, what's how real was that contract extension? Here's the thing, though. Well, it was real. I mean, I think he got three or four years for, you know, I mean, the going right when you're a second contract guy, you're not getting $4 million. I mean, what's he making? Nine, 10 million bucks? Five year extension. I, the GM never gets on the hot seat, so maybe the head coach just, I mean, the owner doesn't want to fire anybody. What would you say the average fist bumps a game, those two? Why do you think they're wearing AirPods? You know, At funny. first, I thought, are they listening to the plays illegally? But then I thought, well, maybe it's how they've got them. Well, so it wouldn't be illegal for them, I think, to, if they not, were connected. It's just uh, illegal to, like, talk. I think it's illegal to communicate. Remember what what's-his-name did, like, yeah. tell them to do it. I had multiple people reach out and say, before I even watched it and you alerted me, or someone did alerted me, like, what do you think he's doing? My take is he's listening to the radio broadcast. But then I say that out loud. I was like, why would he listen to the radio broadcast? 
So that's not a crazy take, actually. I know when I've the the away radio broadcast, maybe to hear what they're saying about your players. Not. Well, uh, I don't think it's crazy to listen to your own radio broadcast. Like I remember when I was. It's not the same thing, but I I think it can be really helpful. The problem is that there's Sc- scouts listen to the radio broadcast typically when they scout an opposing team to gain the information. That's, that's his enough. team, but yeah. that's his team. The problem is the problem with that theory is that unless maybe they have some internal signal, you, it would be on a significant delay if they were listening like through an app. Well, yeah, it's usually ten seconds delay. No, it'd be more delayed. I think if they were listening through an app, like if you're listening on the radio, like the radio is pretty immediate, maybe ten seconds behind. But I remember some teams for a radio broadcast will take the delay off because people like to listen while they're watching a game. So sometimes actually radio stations take the delay off for live broadcast. Um, but if but with AirPods, they're not I guess they could be they're listening through a phone. Maybe maybe they got some setup. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's how they were mic'd. But I did wonder, like, are they listening to the coaches talking on that thing? That's what I thought. I think that would be pretty insane. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So you don't think he's getting you don't think he's getting fired though. Back well, to that. you remember the there was the visual of Elway. You still for a while sat with the coaches. If you're sitting with the coaches and you're listening, obviously you're, obviously you're listening to them, right? To me, if you're sitting in the owner's box and you have the capability, now I get you're the owner. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Steve Kime, when you know that the HBO that would be a little crazy. Like if you and I, if the Niners were HBO. The number one thing we'd be asking, and we'd be texting around, like, what are these guys listening to? Like, it'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. It, it, honestly, it's it's weird unless it's just simply it's uh, it's the ESPN guy that's their play-by-play guy in Wolfley. I forget that. Yeah, Dave Pash. If they're listening to him, that's their guy. I bet they're friends. That's not weird at all. That happens. But does it feel like that's what he's listening to? <laughs> now that you say that, I mean, now that you say that, I mean, that is a – I don't think that's a crazy thing. Could he listen to the away broadcast to hear what they're saying about their guys? But why would he care? I think you just listen to your own show. I think that's what you would do. Why would you listen to anything? Well, you wouldn't, but I I think it's helpful. Like they may have, they can tell you injury updates. You just like, you probably like them. You want to know what they're saying. I know. I don't know. Kind of weird. It's a little bizarre. I I think their whole thing is. You said this last week on the podcast. You're like, time is driving. It's clearly really light out. Like it felt when I watched episode two, like there's a difference of like going to work, you know, especially if you're a grinder, you know, you're not going to get there like five or six, but you'll get there like seven 30. Yeah. It felt closer to like 10 than when he was driving. It, yeah. For people not following the hard knocks episode, the GM of the Cardinals, Steve Kime is driving the car in. And every time you get like Andy Reed driving in, it is pitch black outside. <laughs> pitch black. It felt like Steve, Dropped the kids off at school, breakfast, took shower, cleaning. <laughs> it felt like it was closer to 930 than it was 730. Yeah. It, <laughs> rush hour was over, <laughs> which is probably what he says, right? Like, I, I don't want to get stuck in traffic. Here's but the thing, though. Hard Knocks thinking, will be interesting. Watch this week. I was thinking this tonight and with Russell Wilson. 
like, okay, you fire Nate Hackett and you fire Cliff Kingsbury. Are those two desirable people to work with? Like, Kyler's just a disaster. He's injured a lot. He's overpaid, and he's just not the greatest guy. Russell, I think, cares, but he might just be shot. I would say those are just two not desirable $45 million quarterbacks to attach your wagon to. It's one thing to like, if you're Brian Dayball, it's like, yeah, we got this incumbent. You got to work with him, but he doesn't have a fifth year option. Just play it out. See what happens. Daniel Jones. You're like, oh, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Right. It's another thing to like, yeah, this guy has three years remaining at $120 million guaranteed. Like he's, we cannot cut a minimum for two more years. Like he's your quarterback. Now, maybe next in two years you could bench him, but it's it's going to be a national story and a disaster. So, like at minimum, you are dealing with this human being at minimum for the next twenty four months when you accept the job. That's a lot. That's a lot, and I think they both are equally shitty. I, I guess you could hope Russell figures it out in the offseason and kind of gets some juice back. Kyler, I would not want to mess with. I don't think. I don't know, man. The rust thing is pretty. I think you would hope you've seen the ceiling. Maybe you can fix them, right? With Kyler? No, with Russ. Well, I guess yeah, the same for Kyler. I think with Russ, be like the one thing no one accused Russ of is not is like not working hard. Not well, that's working. my point. Like, yeah, you just go off season. He'll get. He's obviously been embarrassed. Like he'll try. Like Russell cares. Like Russell tries hard. Russell works hard. Football means a lot to Russ, right? This is now. I got a, I think I got a text that like, are we sure Russell's in the Hall of Fame? And I started thinking about it. Like, I thought so, but what if like two or three years get pretty ugly? <laughs> like, I mean, does it kind of diminish? Because remember the first couple of years, it wasn't like Russ was doing much. We just kind of assumed like he was just like a rocket ship. And what if that rocket ship crashes? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a quick glance here at the uh, career. Without comps, though, it's hard. You need some comps. It but. had a pre- he had a pretty unreal like seventeen to twenty. I mean, even his rookie John, he goes twenty six and ten as a rookie, twenty six and nine, twenty and seven, thirty four and eight, twenty one eleven, thirty four, thirty five, thirty one, forty. I mean, if Art Monk's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, I I agree. But, but it's, it's gonna, a legitimate question. It's gonna. It could get. What if it just stays like this for like three years? It's just a question that wouldn't have even. You would have completely dismissed that question three years ago, and now it's like, uh, let me think about that for a second. Guy, he threw it into the ground on third and eight. It's a nice spiral, though. He still throws a nice spiral. There wasn't a soul around. That's that's one of the more bizarre plays I've ever seen. And I had a lot of people like Nate Hackett cannot call a pass. I'm like, I kind of get it, but if you're paying a guy $45 million and he's Russell fucking Wilson, and I get he's had a weird year. I can't trust you to just do the right thing on one play. I one play, I can't I, if I can't trust you, we might as well just fold the front. Like we're just always we're just gonna lose most of the games then, right? Yep. That's like that's like Baker fucking Mayfield. Did you see Shannon and Skip yelling at each other? About that? No, they just it, it got on my Twitter timeline of it was some Baker Mayfield. I mean, sh- they were <laughs> screaming at each other. No, like I, I think not they legitimately hate each other. I did not see. I did just look up just now as we're doing this Monday deep into the night, Tuesday morning in the East Coast. NFL Rewind is on. Herm's on. Why? Why did he go to? Co- he just went back to the NFL. He doesn't do college. 
He just went to ESPN. Just Herm's on. I know, but shouldn't he be covering college? Isn't that, he's been a college coach for five years. Uh, okay, great point, John. Instead of getting ready for the Territorial Cup this week, it's just Sunday, uh, Monday, uh, NFL Rewind. I like I like Herm, but that's... We had Herm on this. We recorded an interview with Herm. Was it last year? And then, like, the day after we did it, all the news broke. No, it was go- it was going on when he came on with us. Remember? Oh, it was going on. It had been going on for like a week. That's right. And we recorded it, and then we just never used it because it was just um, not timely. But he was very nice. I've always liked him. Yeah, he's always been cool. Um, John, the 49ers play the Saints coming up next. The 49ers host the Saints. They host the Bucks. They have a bye. They host the Falcons. Sorry, I'm reading you the Saints schedule. That makes no sense. Uh, they got two buys. <laughs> the 49ers are at home for a while. The 49ers go, go New Orleans, Miami, Tampa at home. Then they go to Seattle. Sorry. Uh, the uh, the Saints have won four games this year. They are four and seven. I don't know how much of the Rams game you saw. I, call, I saw a fair amount. It was a lot of Andy Dalton. Um, it was a lot of Andy Dalton. The Saints have uh, not won back-to-back games this year. They won their opener, then they lost three. They beat the Seahawks, then they lost two. They beat the Raiders. 24 to nothing. Then they lost two and they beat the Rams. Isn't there a stat in that game just, that the Raiders did not pass the 50 yard line till three minutes left in the game? But I don't want to. Was it three minutes left in the game? Is that what it was? Yeah, it might have been five. I forget the exact number. It was late. So uh, I guess reuse the same script from the Cardinal game. Bad team. Don't screw around. The thing with the, with the Saints this year is they have not really had. Uh, I mean, they got kind of blown out, but they got beat by two scores by the Ravens. They haven't really been blown out the way that I just blew the Cardinals out on Monday night. I got an early line of minus eight. Feels a little big, you know, a short week, Mexico city, the Dennis Allen, Andy Dalton, James Winston thing has been a pretty big debacle. I mean, yeah, they had pretty high hopes. Well, they're idiots. It's been exactly what the rest of us thought it was going to be. <laughs> They traded their first round pick thinking that they were in win now mode. <laughs> like I'm not big on hindsight and pretending, but this one we all saw coming from a mile away. I think this is internally for them. You and I saw it. Most people saw it. I think they believed in Dennis Allen. I think when you're around an assistant coach and like you just think he's the next guy, which is weird. Like some of the rumors about some of the 49ers guys, like, yeah, they just didn't really see it with Mike McDaniel. Thought he was kind of goofy. Like the Niners are the opposite. Like Robert saw, fuck, they were sniffing around Vic Fangio a couple years in. Kyle's like the opposite. Saints are like, I think we got this guy. It wasn't his fault with the Raiders. He's a star. No, this guy stinks, man. I would hire, I would go out of the building. Honestly, I would take Dan Campbell over Dennis Allen. I don't know about you, but I I would I would also. I would take Dan Campbell over Dennis Allen. So you're right though. I mean, you watch them, they do have some they do have a good defensive front. Uh Alvin Kamara is a good player, but I just see no scenario. You don't need to cover the spread. You can't lose the Saints at home and have it not be a disaster. <laughs> You can win by three points. You, you can win by the skin of your teeth. It can be an ugly game. We got to have more points than them at the end of the game. You, you have to. I, must win game, guy. Especially when you factor in given the game's coming up. I mean, this is 
on paper, given the records, pretty tough four games coming. Like I forget who Tampa plays this week, but they're off a bye. They play they play the Browns with Jacoby. Like Tampa's gonna win. Like Tampa's Tampa's going to the playoffs. Miami is going to the playoffs. I don't know if Seattle and the Commanders. I wouldn't put that in stone. You no, know like, Seattle plays the next three weeks. I know they play the Rams. One of the games they play the Raiders this week. I, you know, in a weird way, I kind of like the Raiders in Seattle. They play the Rams. They play the Panthers. I mean, that's uh, like they- I agree. Like I don't think Seattle is going to. Uh, they've exceeded not just expectations. I think they've exceeded their capabilities. But like. Stafford's had seven concussions, but he'll play again. They should win two of those games, right? You'd think. But the NFL doesn't necessarily always work that way, right? But this is the deal. Like, if you are the Niners team that we think you can be because we just watched you play the Cardinals, go do that again against the Saints and then do it again. That's what Super Bowl champs look like. Like, when we look up and go, well, when the Niners play the way they played against the Cardinals on Monday night, you cannot pick five teams in the NFL that you think are better than them. Well, what's acceptable? You got to go do it again. What's acceptable before the Seattle road game? Winning two of the next three and being being eight and five going into that game? I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the acceptable. only option. That's the only that's that's the worst case scenario. Like obviously you can't lose two out of three at home. Like you, you gotta win two of these next three minimum and just be eight and five going in that game. Like that's just gotta be the case. Get but three you, straight home games against one's against shitty team. I mean the Tampa struggled on offense all season long. And Miami, given that they're going to be a good fair weather team, and when I say fair weather, I just mean like when the weather's good, they're going to be a problem. I don't trust Tua necessarily in like pumping winds and MetLife or New England, but if Levi's is 70 or 65 degrees, like that's Tyreek and Waddle are going to be a problem. But you got to win two of the three of those games. If you're eight and five, I don't think anyone can complain, right? It might suck that individual game that you lose. But I think if you're eight and five going into that game, I think there's a probably a good chance they're eight and five. What can you ask for? Because then you beat them. Yeah, eight, swept eight, I'm them. saying eight and five with four games to play. I'm saying they win two of the next three games. Yeah. Well, I'm just just another way to say it. I think is just for the big picture perspective. You're eight and five with two to with four to play. So like yeah. ten wins is right there for you. Right. Eleven wins is in play at that point. You're already four and zero in the division. And if you win that Seattle game. You'd be five and zero and in fucking fantastic shape. Well, right? they're going to be favored in every game they play from here on out. You think so? Saints, yes. Will they be favored at home against Miami? I mean, if Miami were to win pretty big the next couple games, could that be like a pick them? Yeah, uh, it feels kind of. Now you're I, right. They they should be favored in that I, game. So, I, like, there's not a lot. None of these losses would feel good in the moment. Like there's not a game on their schedule that they're going to be an underdog. You don't think? Looking at so Miami at home is Miami. Miami's the best team that they play the rest of the year. Unless who else they play? Raiders, Cardinals, Bucks at home. No, if they've lost the Saints and the Dolphins, if they've lost the Saints and the Dolphins going to the Bucks game, okay. This was honestly the stretch when the schedule came out that like we thought the Niners had to take. Hey, right? Yeah, yeah. What would be the the worst loss? Would it be Vegas? No, I, I think like this week would be pretty shitty. So it it either be this one, a football team would not be as bad as this one would be. Yeah, this no. would be the worst one. Arizona week eighteen. If you had to win it for some weird reason, I guess that one could then become that. But this would be the worst one. Yeah, I Miami in a weird way, the best team you play probably. Although Tampa, 
you know, who knows? Maybe they can find a way to flip the switch. Um, I'm going to have to keep a tight eye on Tampa this week. I mean, they've a little little out of sight, out of mind. It's been weird. I didn't watch a second of their Germany game. Not one second. haven't seen one pass. Even the pass that I guess they threw to Tom Brady. I have not even seen it. I, I have not seen it. Yeah. I mean, they've won two one score games against but they they have not NFC West teams. Tampa's I mean they're the one of the worst rushing teams in the history of the league. Yeah. To me Miami no, like no I, team has made the playoffs as bad at when they're as bad at rushing as the Tampa Bay Bucks are in the history of the sport. Here here's what I'll say. I think Tampa and Miami are like those I don't I take those games seriously. <laughs> I mean those are going to be real games. Definitely Miami assuming the weather's good. Right. If it's a sunny day, no win. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. How are they covering those guys? Just all you got to like, forget about Mike McDaniel and forget about Tua, whatever. Tyreek Hill is on the other team. Yeah. That's enough. For sure. And then you add to it, you add the other guys to it, and Tua and Mike McDaniel knows exactly what you do. He knows it inside and out. You could argue nobody knows it better. The only buddy who would know it better is if you played Mike Shanahan. What about their players, guy? I mean, I'm not trying to get too far ahead, but like Jeff Wilson, Mostert, and Sherfield, you're just talking about players that, like Mike, feel pretty confident. I think John Embry's on the staff, Wes Welker's on the staff. Like they just have a very, very good idea of Kyle D'Amico, just the ethos of the players and the yeah. operation. <laughs> That's that would be a that would be a good win. Obviously, Tampa would be a good win too, but like. If you were able to sweep these next three games, I think there would be a shitload of like national. This is a legit Super Bowl contender, and the Eagles are not. I already think people. You mean the the top contender? I feel people have pulled back on the Eagles a little bit. Like they've shown some. Just are we sure? <clears throat> they've got talented players, but which is how it usually works. Right? Did you see Sirianni after the game? You mean going crazy, high fiving people, yelling? At, you not high fiving, like screaming at. You hear his justification? No. Part of what he was saying, and, and I do get it, like if we put ourselves in the shoes, is Frank was like his biggest mentor in the NFL. Like meant everything to his life. Like with San Diego, then the Colts, he's like, without Frank, I'm nothing. Definitely not the head coach of the Eagles. So like when they fired Frank, I was offended. Hmm. So I came back to like, fuck you, Jim Irsay. I like that. And, and it kind of made, like, because I was like, when I saw the highlight, I'm like, what is he doing and it was nephew to like the Colts for firing Frank I was like you know if someone fired you know someone fired your guy say like like, John Middlecoff at a radio station yeah I I just it was somewhat understandable even though a lot of people I saw like on the internet were like Jesus Christ calm down I didn't know it but here's my two cents doesn't bother me in the slightest doesn't bother me at all but Eking out a win against the Colts, do you get to puff your chest out after that, or you just celebrate all wins? You know, ideally, you'd want to win that game thirty to ten, and then you'd really feel like you stuck it to them. Kind of felt like a moral victory for Jim Irsay, honestly, watching that game. Saturday's actually not bad. Yeah, you watch it, just went like, oh, like Jim Irsay walked out of here feeling like he won today, right? I saw someone say like, well, just in reality, nothing changed. Colts offense still terrible. Their defense is solid. They play in these low scoring games. They're just the same team, <laughs> you know. So it's like you can give Jeff Saturday all the credit you want. Like they're just the same operation. With Parks Frazier calling the plays. 
Yeah, Matt Ryan back in back in the deal. Did you see the Aaron Judge video today, by the way? Of him in San Francisco? Yeah, I have a take on that video. I think what? by now most people have probably seen it. It's gotten 1.2 million views on Twitter alone in, I don't know, four hours or whatever it is. Where do you think he is in four seasons or something downtown? I couldn't tell. I, usually they stay at the – um. What's the one right on Third Street? That's usually where like yeah, the piece of I, I, I forget the name. I know what you're talking about. Where, like Willie Brown had a condo, whatever. Um, St. Regis. Usually they stay at the St. Regis. Uh, that did not look like the St. Regis to me. But I have here's my take, John. That video posted by JP Morosi, who I know and love and is fantastic, had a woman talking in it. Did you notice that? I didn't I didn't hear the audio of the video. I just saw the picture of him like. Sweatshirt on, smiling. I didn't see the video. I'm, I'm going to still picture. I don't have it like queued up to play on the computer, but I'm going to play it here through the microphone. I just want you to listen to it and watch it as well as you can see, but you're going to hear it. Aaron Judge in San Francisco. What are you doing in the city? I'm just visiting some family and friends. That's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Any fun plans? We got something. Have a good one. You too. Did, could you hear that? Yeah. Okay, so when he so so it's a woman asking Aaron. She's in a hotel lobby. He's there. He's got his bags. He kind of just came through the door. He's kind of standing there. She's filming him. Then he starts to walk away. She says, "What are you doing?" He says, "Just visiting some friends and family," and winks and then walks away. And um, uh, so that video got posted. The person in the video did not post it. I don't know who posted it. It seems like it was just sent to John Morosi. My theory is that was a plant that was staged. I think it was staged. I think it was staged by Aaron Judge's agent. Clearly now. I think I think it was staged by Aaron's agent because it was not like some fan that posted it. It just it had an MLB like watermark on it. So I think someone's just sent it. And I just think they're using the Giants to try and get the Yankees to pay him. I think the whole thing was completely staged. Why would Aaron just stop to talk to some person. Now he's a nice guy, so maybe he would just stop to talk to some high, person. high character, high character, high character guy, beloved. Might be at the Fresno State game on Friday. I heard, but why it was? I think it was staged. That's my theory. It was staged. Unless somebody could tell me, no, here's the person that posted it. I think that whole thing was staged. I think his agent set it up. We're going to put this out. It's going to make Hal Steinbrenner sweat the same way when he was at the All Star game, and they were like Aaron. You know, what would you say to a fan who wants you back? And he was like, uh, uh, I had a good run or I don't know. He's been try- he has been playing the game. I've seen a bunch of his interviews the whole season. He's been playing the game, trying to put pressure on the Yankees. Scott Boris is not his agent, but he's probably proud of the p- tactic. My theory was it's, it's it was staged. That's my theory. If you I watch had- it, he like stops. If you listen to it, it's like scripted. I don't know. I just. I have Enjoy I have it. a uh, I have a good source that might have been at an event uh, for Aaron Judge's MVP. A fellow bald guy who might be the general manager of the Yankees was also there. Brian Cashman, the whole Yankees operation was there, obviously. And they were having some cocktails, and this guy was talking to Brian Cashman, and just Brian told them like philosophically, the Yankees feel very good. They treat their players well. They are never like they're open to you going to talk with other people because deep down when they really want you, they know they can always like match and Mm -hmm. go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I guess my buddy, who's also a big Yankee fan said that like, if you go back and look at house comments, how Steinbrenner, like a couple weeks ago before 
he won the MVP. He said there was no budget to sign Aaron Judge. Basically equivalent of like, we will do whatever it takes. Like We don't plan on. We ain't getting out bid for this guy. So oh, I'm with you. There is no budget. For, okay. There is no budget. Like we're not going to like, 275 is our number. Set, stone, that's it. Clearly, I, I did not. I just saw the picture of him in this in the sweatshirt when I heard that audio. It makes complete sense. I mean, if I'm the Yankees, like, come on, guys, just just tell me what their offer is, and we'll pay thirty million more. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, do we need to? Isn't it kind of stupid? And I don't blame Aaron. Aaron's just doing what his agent tells him to do. And he's, we're talking about so much money. Why do they play these games to the media? Like, is it really necessary? Is it, is it going to get you an extra twenty million? Maybe it does. Maybe that's where it's worth it. But yeah, I, I I think clearly sometimes, not always, owners there are owners that can be influenced by pub, public pressure. Right, a lot of things happen because of public pressure. A lot of things. But how much public pressure is there on the Yankees to keep this guy? Right, a ton. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But regardless of the video, any video that goes viral, well, you have to make you just have to make them afraid. Try and make them believe that you would actually leave, right? If you're Aaron. Or you're your agent. What would you guess the number is if he stays with the Yankees at? Um, I would put it at around, I don't think it's like, I don't think the Yankees want to do five for five, uh, 10 for 500. That might be what the Giants uh, would have to offer him. Um. Four, you know, ten for four twenty-five might get them. So maybe it's maybe the Yankees. Yankees want probably want to start at nine, nine for three forty. What is that? I thought you? I thought eight for three fifty. Does that feel low? Feels a little low. It's forty-three a year. Yeah, eight for three. I, I would say nine for three fifty, or like I think he's going to want like nine years, ten years. Would you want nine years somewhere? Would I want it or would I want to pay it? No, I'm just saying like, I just, well, you me, do the thing you seven do like, for three fifty, Cause you do the, like the, the nine where I can opt out after four, you know, you do that one. See, to me, once you hit a number, the opt outs aren't on the table, right? Isn't that the thing with Bryce Harper? Like they got so many years, like you don't get opt outs. We'll just guarantee you the cash. Bryce also got 13. That's what I'm saying. For but 330, I gave which was a fucking deal in hindsight. Big time. $26 million a year. Because what did he turn down? Uh, I can't believe 13 years. Why would you want to tie yourself 13 years somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Better go win the World Series early if you're going to do that, which is what Bryce did. Do you think he's good back with the Yankees? I think he's back with the Yankees. My source that was at the gala felt pretty confident and everyone in the place, including his teammates and the general manager, not like cocky, like you just listen, we would all love them to go to the Giants. You don't leave the Yankees when they're good and they're offering you a ton of money and you're like, what did they get? What's the last time to get a guy to get a captain? Was it Jeter? Jeter was the captain. Yeah. So they only give out like a captain seat. And Jeter, remember, didn't get it for several years. And he was the first guy to get it right since, was it Willie Randolph or Donnie Mattingly? Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember on the Jeter documentary, like they haven't given one out in a long time, 
right? Obviously, he held it for a while. But, like, isn't that part of the package? Like, we name you the captain. Like, you're the captain of the squad. But, I mean, just when you think, like, Devontae Adams just left the Packers to go play for the Raiders. Yeah, do you think it means as much to people younger? Now, it's not like Aaron's 22. I mean, he's 30 years old. But I think it I think it'd be pretty hard to play at Yankee Stadium every day and then go play somewhere else that isn't Yankee Stadium. With the yeah, he's had the greatest individual season in the history of the Yankees. And then not a great postseason. I wonder if that scares the Yankees a little bit. Specifically the owner. Like, Isn't it kind of random though? Isn't that what you baseball yes, people always say? But said? you just know, like it's if he had just had this incredible postseason, he it would help his number. Yeah, if he had hit like seven home runs, even if they lost, like whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a big number. I think it's I think he's gonna I think he's asking for 10, 10 years. I mean, is John Morosi posted an Instagram pic in two in like three days of him in like a Laker game sitting next to fucking uh, Friedman or Mookie Betts? Three at Thanksgiving. That, next. that feels like he goes to the Fresno State game Friday night and he's at a Laker game like Saturday or Sunday. Him and Josh Allen. And Cody Bellinger's up in the top deck. <laughs> he just got cut, right? Who? Essentially. Cody Bellinger. Did he? I didn't see well, that. They didn't tender him or anything, so he's just. Just he's just flopping around, crazy. How he was the MVP. I mean, God, he was the MVP. What two years ago? Three years ago? Life comes at you fast, bro. Um, are you watching USA Soccer on Monday? <laughs> I did. I'll give you a quick take, unless you have one. I, when did the Why is the World Cup in the winter? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's right, probably a TV thing, Qatar thing. I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. And this is a time of year where a lot of people who don't anything about soccer have takes. So I recognize that. When the broadcast started and Alexi Lalas was like, or somebody on the pregame was like, Christian Pulisic, who's, you know, our superstar, John. Like, he's not happy with his playing time at Chelsea. This is your chance to prove it. Blue, blue. I'm like, wait a second. Our best player in, in the country is not even getting burned at Chelsea? Problematic. I was not impressed today. I don't know anything. I was not. Did you did you scout that yourself? One. Why are we playing the World Cup in fucking November 21? I'm really thrown off. I've heard people talking about it. I don't think I quite understood it. And then the World Cup game was on. We tied to Wales. Like, give me a fucking break. And then I saw everyone on social media mad. We don't get to get mad on ties and losses anymore. Like, we can we stop acting like we're the Yankees? No, we're well, Alexi Lawson's like, like, this is the year we're the 15 warriors like no we're not we're, we're gonna we're not gonna make it past the group stage like, well that's what's pissing alexi lalas off he's like we give these guys everything i don't want to hear any excuses they get everything he was very we're not upset. as good guy well i know clearly he doesn't play for his international team i thought this is the guy everyone was acting like was fucking pele jr <laughs> he's our pele jr which and is then not i saw kevin favorite. clark post a picture in the Jets facility of zach wilson <laughs> I and saw that too. handing each other jerseys <laughs> i was like i'm out yeah, we tied to Wales. I know. You know the, you know the problem with soccer, though, hmm. is even when you're decent, and maybe they are better than they've been, it's like you get a lead. It's not like twenty to nothing. It's one to nothing. I know. And at any moment, it's just one header goes against you. Your tie game. <laughs> one penalty kick. See, so everyone was so fired up over the goal. Where we're only up one score. <laughs> well, I texted a buddy of mine this morning who knows soccer. I'm like, could we lose to Wales? He's like, of course we could lose. It's soccer. 
Yeah, when you put it like that. I will never forget 2010, before the World Cup, you came to Philly. Yeah. The team trained for two days at our facility. It was in the summer, so I didn't have anything to do. I was in the gym. I'd go out to the field. I just watched them practice. And their practice started with a loop around the field, right? Just like a light jog to loosen up the, the juices and get the blood flowing. Remember they had the bald goalie who had like an epic game? He was good. Clint Dempsey. No, no, the goalie. I forget the goalie's name, but Clint Dempsey's on the team. Clint Donovan's on the team. I just remember Jersey the guys running by me yeah. and thinking like, I understand, you know, what's his name? Uh, the greatest soccer player ever, smaller guy. Like not everyone's a big guy. Their team was really small. I just remember thinking like, wait, are Germany, Italy, Spain, Colombia, Argentina? No Howard. way. So, yeah, Howard. He was a good player. He had an epic game. He was one of the bigger guys on the team. He was the biggest guy on the team, I think. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the guys were tiny. I was like, I don't like, I, I'm not claiming to be fucking uh, some soccer guru here, but I do not like the height, weight, speed on our squad. <laughs> Landon was tiny, and I understand, yeah. like, he's one of the best. But just we were small. I felt watching today, I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I didn't feel like they were skilled. But again, I don't know anything about soccer, so. I would imagine Wales is one of the shittier teams we're going to play, right? Well, England next, I think, is pretty good. England's in the group. We're done. Well, the two two teams advance out of each group, right? Yeah, but you can't afford typically like two ties and a loss. Well, that's like, what they say. Like once you tie, when you, if you win your first match, you're like eighty three or eighty seven percent going to go to the next round. If you tie, it's like fifty three percent. What? What is the World Cup in the summer? Every four years? Is it COVID? It got pushed I can back. Your question. I don't know. Did you understand the World Cup was coming up? No, but honestly, it didn't. It's not typically appointment. I didn't care. It, it doesn't bother me that it's on now. I kind of like it. Stuff on. I'm not day. saying it bothers me. I just, I was a little taken back. I was like, wait, this is game one of the World Cup? Yeah. Every four years, this is the World Cup, right? It's a big deal to all these countries. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a We always get Maybe. very disappointed because we never thing? make it out is of the it is? is it a Qatar heat thing? Is that why? Could be. Did the Niners find their identity tonight? Pass first. You're gonna you're gonna rue the day you wished for a pass first Niner offense. Jimmy's got a three pick game coming against like the Bucks. All right. Anything else to add? Uh, no. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, barring Trey Lance replacing Jimmy next uh, week, we you know if that gets announced on Wednesday. Or something. I did see Trey Lance walking around. Actually, uh, he was walking pretty smoothly, was he? Did you think? I thought he was a little fair. Well, I meant smoothly for a guy that shattered his ankle two months ago. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. I didn't think like, he could play football, but like I was expecting, you know, like a noticeable like limp. Yeah, feels like he's making. I saw Mayoko, I think, tweet or Instagram like, he's like, God, that's pretty impressive progress for a guy that had his ankle pointed the other way two months ago." Well, it's good news when they allow you on the sideline, right? Because the sideline can be a dangerous place to be. People are running into people. That that camera guy got bowled over today by Hopkins and whoever came over. Was it Greenlaw to come over and hit him? I think he shoved him a little in there. But... It was definitely Hopkins was right. It was no, like, it was it was Charveris because then his growing. Was oh, hurt. it was Mooney. Like, yeah. What is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, late hits. I just assumed it was one of the linebackers. Um, but uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We we will not have a show until. Barring something crazy, the next show will be on Sunday, uh, this Sunday. Can't make so, any trades, at least. Yeah, can't make any trades. That's right. 
Well, the wise men could get traded. <laughs> For what? I, do, I don't know. 2K tar? <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.